San Francisco voters ousted Chesa Bolding out of anger over fast deteriorating safety in the San Francisco. The progressive prosecutor movement faces doubt and pushback in multiple liberal cities. An insider of the recall movement in San Francisco shared with us what are who are behind the effort. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. Yesterday is the seventh state primary, and then there's this special district attorney recall in the city of San Francisco become the literally the national headline. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. and uh, you know if if, if if we may, we want to convince you that that's the most important election after yesterday's primary. Even though the recall is not a primary, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a part of the primary. It's just, uh, but indeed, uh, San Francisco voters. Um, Recalled Chesa Bolding, the, uh, the the city prosecutor, by a sixty one percent versus a thirty nine percent. It's just undisputable margin, and uh, see he lost his job after getting on the job for two and a half years. Okay, so original term was four years. Apparently, the city, the the voters of the city are not happy with him at all, and this has been the second recall, and uh, since he got on his job, so. Before we dive, you know, and show you our in-depth interview of an insider who is behind the recall, I just want to share with you some background of this uh, behind uh, Mr. Chesa Bolding. I don't know whether you heard about this or not. Okay, that has been a ten-year-long movement that's been, you know, going on in this country, and then it's called the Progressive Prosecutor Movement. Okay, and it's actually it's, it's it's a national wave of liberal district attorneys determined to reform a system they called racist and and ineffectual. All right, as we know, we all know that a district attorney. You know, how how do we elect district attorney? Very simple, right? Is he strong enough? Does he have you know? Is his um, um, how about his uh, capability to execute? How strong he is against uh, or she is against crime? But uh, starting ten years ago, that's a different voice. Um, came out and what is it? The voice says that uh, U.S. Uh, America is full of uh, you know social injustice and racism, and uh, we incarcerate too many people in the jail, which has become a heavy burden. A lot of you know poor people because of the poverty, because of the injustice, they commit crime. So we shall be tolerant of them, uh, have sympathy against them, and also the drug. How to say the the, the people who take take drugs. They do not, you know, resort to violence. Okay, so we shall care about them and have compassion for them, and we should not incarcerate them either. And then the, our law enforcement system is ineffectual and uh, and merciless, and is full of uh, racial discrimination. And especially after the, the the George Floyd matter, and then the voice is saying that uh, we need to restrict and discipline and punish police, including, you know. The defund the police movement, and then move the money away to the social program, and then the, the the program to cure people. And what kind of cure? I don't know. But basically, the claim is that voice saying that this would be better for our society. All these words sounds very good, sounds full of uh, good intention, and then for the young people who has no time to understand whether this would work or not, and uh, it's very easy for them to nod, but. You know, for people like us who came from China, come from a socialist China, we understand when socialists speak things, they never, they never just reveal the, the, the bottom line. 
there's always a hidden agenda. Uh, on the surface, it's always very beautiful decorative words and full of uh, justice and full of, uh, how to say, good intention and kindness. But if I rephrase, you know, what it was, what, what it was, you know, the above word is basically, let's tolerate the criminals and let's uh, punish our police. If I paraphrase that way, what do you think? Do you agree with me? So anyway, so the movement is not something in vain. There's money behind it, okay? There's the, the ultra-leftist uh, billionaires are behind it, and one of them, it is George Soros. And then in the last uh, 10 years, he spent uh, $40 million supporting 75 prosecutors like this. Some prosecutors have no experience at all, but because they are part of this agenda, so they, they, they got supported with funding, and then they are able to you know, talk the young people into voting them, and then they, they got the job. And, um, and Chesa Bolding is one of them. Okay, then he got on, you know, he started his job in the two years ago, in the beginning of the 2020. So in just one short year, okay, but the, the property um, crime just skyrocketed, okay, including you know, just breaking the car windows and, uh, and burglaries and so on and so forth. In one year, the property crime rate jumped by 46%. The entire city suddenly just feel that it's not a safe city anymore. So enough is enough. So the city, the, the voters rise up and pull him up, you know, just pull, pull him off his office. And, and then this is the general picture. But today, what we got is that we got an insider who has been working with the effort of recall. And we want to find out who are behind those, the, the, this recall. And uh, what's their thought? And then, Kathy, that's the that's the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Just uh, as uh, we introduced uh, in during this uh, liberal progressive um, movement uh, of the prosecutor, liberal prosecutor movement, Chesa Boding was you know is one of them which who did not have any uh, experience of a prosecution, but he was a public defender. So um, I interviewed uh, one of the major player in this recall effort, who is also a, a Chinese-American immigrant. Okay, Lina Lui, she uh, immigrated from China to Hong Kong when she was six, then you know, come, came to the United States at se age of seven. She later on, after graduate from uh, high school, she joined the army, so she is a veteran. Then she, you know, um, was then, you know, after came out of, the army and uh, attended a college. She worked for the city government and uh, opened her own restaurant and now own a small business. Lina said uh, she uh, spent five months gathering signatures to put the a measure to recall Chesa Boding on the ballot along with a lot of uh, volunteers. And uh, so she will tell us a lot about this uh, recall you know, why this can be successful, what's the role of uh, Chinese Americans uh, in this recall effort, and uh, how does she uh, think about um, the very, the radical, you know, left's uh, progressive movement. Uh, by the way, she is, a, she is a Democratic Party member. So we can, we can really find a lot of uh, interesting insights about why in this uh, one of the most progressive cities in the nation, rejecting one of the most radical prosecutor. So um, 
Yeah, and uh, so our interview started with uh, how did Lena Loy got involved in the recall campaign, and she said it's kind of accidental. Mm. The recalling actually was something, it was kind of like a gift for, for me. Oh. Because when the pandemic started, I ran a volunteer patrol group in San Francisco Chinatown. And on May 30th, 2020, we caught four looters that came into Chinatown. They broke a lot of windows and doors in on Grand Avenue, on the 400 and 500 block of Grand Avenue. And we caught four of the looters. And we found out from the police the following day that Chess Bodine had ordered to let them all go. So there was hundreds of thousands of dollars of stuff stolen from four or five different uh, jewelry stores on the 400 and 500 block of Grant. So we were really upset with him long time before the recall. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so, and there's other incidents uh, where I saw on Grant Avenue and uh, Broadway, there's a Wells Fargo, um, and there's this Asian security guard. He was attacked four different times. And actually, the third time he was attacked, I was witnessed there, and I gave him my phone number, and I told him that if he wanted to call me to court or, you know, get me to testify, I would be willing to do that. And a week later, he said he was attacked for the fourth time, and they finally caught the perp. And, and then after that, I tried to text him every week, and he said, nothing, nothing, nothing. The court didn't tell him anything, so... And then we found out later on that the person that attacked him four different times was never booked, was never in custody. They arrested him, but uh, Jesse Bodine had ordered him to be released. So this was back in 2020, like way before the recall. And so when uh, recall people came to me in April of 2021 and say, hey, you know, we're trying to get this guy recalled, we're Democratic, because they know I'm, I've been a lifetime Democrat. So Lina said uh, this is actually the second recall efforts by San Francisco voters. The first one was led by a Republican political commentator, Ricky, Richie Greenberg, who ran for San Francisco mayor uh, previously. On January 2nd, 2001, uh, 2021, Greenberg launched a petition to recall Budin. However, his petition fell short of the 51,000 signatures needed to force the recall. Then, three months later, on April 19, 2021, a separate petition started, and the chair of the campaign is Mary Zhang, who was the former chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party. When the uh, Democratic campaign came to me and asked me to participate in it, I was really excited about it because I said, wow, you know, like if even our own party people disagree with this guy, I think that, you know, this is something that's really important that we got to get the word out, right? Just, just because I have these two incidents, maybe not everybody feels that way about, you know, Bodine. Uh, but when they came to me and told me about all the, all the other cases, I was like, wow, you know, we really need to get involved. So... Why the recall is successful with such a large margin? Well, I think we um, have some real cases and real testimony, right? We have uh, Grandpa Vicha who was attacked, uh, Rong Xin Liu, he was jump kicked, Jace Young, Jerome Mallory, and all the other victims of crime, they came out and they spoke of, you know, what happened to them and how they were treated as victims of crime 
by the DA's office, which is very important. That's his main role is to represent the victims. So according to Lina, this uh, recall effort was started by the San Francisco Democratic Party. And the results shows that most of the Democratic Party members uh, who are registered as Democratic Party's uh, voters, they supported this recall. So what does it mean? I, I think it means that um, people are just fed up. We're not going to put up with crimes no matter what party it is. You know, just because we're the same party doesn't mean that, you know, we're always going to do everything right. And when our people do something wrong, we'll call them out on it. And in this case, we recalled Jessa Bodine. And uh, what does this successful recall mean to the justice reform that the Democrat Party is pushing for? Well, it has to be sensible, right? You can't let somebody who's committed crimes 30, 40 times like the case of Troy McAllister, right? It wasn't just like petty crime, right? It wasn't just stealing. Maybe he started as stealing a long time ago when he was a teen. Tell but us then, about this case. So Troy McAllister, what happened was that on the uh, New Year's Eve, on December 31st, 2020, he killed two people, 26-year-old uh, Hanukkah Abe and 60-year-old uh, Elizabeth Platt. And what happened with him was that he's, he was actually a repeat criminal. He started, you know, a long time ago stealing. And then it got to be armed robbery and then grand theft auto, then larceny, all these different crimes. And he was actually charged with 35 different crimes before. But he was released many times over and over again. And, you know, this is a really big flaw in our criminal justice system right now, is that people get away with so many things and finally in the end, two people are dead. He, now he's in custody. but. Two people are gone from this earth. You know, their families love them and they're no longer here. And that's tragic. And that's why our criminal justice system must change. Talking about the justice reform, when Chesa Bodin campaigned to become the district attorney, his ideas and the policies were including like uh, tackled racial bias in the criminal justice system, overhauled the bail system, which means cash bail or low bail. And also he tried to implement uh, some uh, diversionary programs for criminals. So how does Lena view these type of uh, justice reform ideas? Yeah, well, I think Nobody really wants other people to go to jail, right? I, don't, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So, but the thing is, if they really commit crimes, right, serious crimes, then they do need to have jail time, right? I don't want anybody to go to prison. But say, for example, right, somebody beats up mama or grandma, then they need to go to prison. They need to think about what they did. And while they're in prison, they could get reformed there. If you, but if you don't give them any prison time and you just let them go free on the streets, they're going to keep committing more crimes because they're not given a chance. They're not given a chance to do time out. They're not given a chance to, you know, be in a room by themselves to think about what they did. They're not given a chance to have counseling if they're on the streets. Nobody's going to counsel them. They're just going to maybe among their friends say, "Hey, good job. You know, I saw you knock that person out. Do it again." You know, so that's not a being on the streets is not a good place for them. They need to be in a safe environment uh, so that they can learn to be better human beings. 
and I actually visited the jails before. Uh, this, both the San Francisco County jails, they're actually really nice. I was like, wow, this is jail. Like, there's no bars. There's no, you know, clang, clang sounds. It's, uh, it's all, all the rooms are bulletproof glass, and uh, they can access outside pretty, you know, between them and the, the day room, the area where they mingle. They have access to that most of the time. I think there needs to be just appropriate um, appropriate uh, reform and appropriate punishment for the crime. It, it can't be cruel and unusual, of course, right? That's, that's the measure of us being human beings. It's like we, we can't torture people because they did something wrong. But if they did something wrong, they, they need to be re-educated and they need to be re-educated in an environment where they, not, they cannot harm other people further. In, the, in regards to this uh, recall, some people are commenting that uh, it's, uh, you know, the infights within the San Francisco Democratic Party. So how does Lena see it? I think people are going to see all kinds of stuff. Personally, I don't really think of Chester Bodine as a Democrat. He uses that name, but uh, I'm really a Democrat. <laughs> so, yeah, explain that. Yeah, so I, I feel that um, his method is actually not sensible. And, like, sensible Democrats don't just let anybody out of prison for, you know, whatever reason. And the thing is, like, uh, I feel that he is um, trying to implement what he has learned growing up, which he grew up in a socialist, communist, uh, Marxist, socialist, communist um, family. You know, his great-grandfather... Uh, was a, a judge, uh, an official in Russia, and he wrote a book about, you know, Marxist communism, and both his parents are socialist. Also, his adoptive parents, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, they're also socialists. So I think he's trying to implement an overall policy that's not necessarily democratic, right? In the socialist system, there's two classes. There's the elitist class and everybody else. So that is not really democratic. I, I really don't believe that. In democratic society, there's a large middle class of people, right? A lot of us work, a lot of us pay taxes. I've been paying taxes pretty much all my life. That is what the democratic system is about, right? There's also uh, opportunity for growth, opportunity for um, entrepreneurs to, to, you know, thrive in this community. And so that's what democracy is to me. It's not just oh, you commit a crime and you can just do whatever you want. That's not democracy. That's more anarchy. So within the Democrat Party nowadays, there are, you know, some kind of traditional Democrat Party members and uh, some more moderate and some more progressive or even very, very radical. So how does uh, Lina feel about the progressiveness or the radical element in the Democratic Party? Well, I think progressive, the word progressive is used in so many different ways. You know, some people are truly progressive where they actually want things to do better, things to be better. And then some people just use that word because it sounds so nice, but they're using it to cover up their socialist agenda, which is, you know, deceiving. Do you think it's happening? Oh, yeah, I mean, just look, 40% of people voted for him. So actually, 39% of people voted for Chester Bodine to stay. So there's still a large number of people who, 
you know, either worship him or don't know about him because they probably learn about him through a friend that supports him or they just really support the socialist movement. Yeah, among the uh, districts that have a much higher uh, rate of supporting to recall Chesapeake, we can show the map. You can see it's uh, like more the outer side uh, of the city of San Francisco, but uh, there are actually more uh, inner districts also joining the you know, and the, most of them are and uh, most of uh, of them. Uh, where there are a lot of uh, Chinese Americans, for example, the Chinatown, the Sunset, even the Richmond areas, you know, there are a lot of Chinese Americans. The rate of supporting uh, recall Chesapeake is very, very high. So I asked Lina, what's the role of the Chinese Americans uh, voters in this recall? Oh, I think our role is big, is really big. You know, if, if we didn't vote, right, we had, we talked to a friend who votes. So that's really important. So a lot of San Franciscans, um, Chinese American San Franciscans are immigrants that don't vote, right? But because maybe because they don't have the voting right or they haven't become a citizen yet because they haven't passed a test or haven't been here long enough. But even they who can't vote, they talk to their friends who could vote. So, yeah, I think I don't have the exact percentage of uh, Asian Americans that voted, but I mean, we are 35% of the population here. So our votes uh, really count. And I asked uh, uh, Lina about, uh, you know, when she and other volunteers are out on the street, you know, talking to people, how does she feel about the Asian Americans' awareness and their attitude towards this recall? And she said it's about, you know, one-third, 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 which means one-third of the Asian Americans she talked to uh, really, like, uh, very, very strongly, you know, agree with the recall. And then another third, it's like, uh, don't know anything about it, but they were really surprised to hear all the information they has to say. And then the rest of the one third kind of, you know, just wondering who to, which side to believe. So that's her assessment of the situation uh, in the Asian American community. And uh, we also discussed the, because, uh, you know, big part of this recall is involves in the safety issue in the city and among them, the safety in Chinatown area, how, you know, so quite a lot cases involves Asian Americans being attacked by, and, you know, the suspects are mostly, you know, African American. Um, so, uh, we talk about, you know, the racial justice issue versus uh, how the Asian American community feel that their voice are not um, heard by the uh, prosecutors. So there's one very, you know, nationwide uh, attention case is uh, a Thai immigrant, Vicha Ratanapaki, and uh, she, he was uh, 84 years old and was out for a morning walk when he was pushed uh, to the street, hitting his head on the pavement and later died. So in this case, um, Chester Bodin refused to charge uh, as a hate crime. And, uh, and he also talked about, he talked to the media about the suspect who is an uh, African-American and saying, oh, he just has some, 
temper tantrum. So um, Lina said this type of, uh, you know, his Chester Boudin's attitude, you know, would ha have some impact on the community's uh, reaction. And uh, let's hear from her. I think that when you're a district attorney, you prosecute the criminal regardless of the color, right? When you deal with human beings in the criminal justice system, you really have to deal with the content of the character and not the color of their skin. If the attacker was black, then you have to, you know, pull all the evidence and charge appropriately. If the attacker was white or Asian or Latino, it really doesn't matter what color they are. It's if they're the attacker, they're the attacker. And if you have evidence to prove that they did the crime, you know, especially like in Grandpa Vicha's case, very clearly there's video proof of it. I mean, the fact that our criminal justice system takes so long to do anything is just, it's just incredible. It's unbelievable, really. It should be a lot more efficient. I mean, if there's video proof, what more do you need? Right? You identify the person, there's DNA, there's everything there. So for them to drag it on so long, I think it's kind of a little bit torturous for the family. It's really unfair for the family of the victim to have to go through it for so long. Yeah, and uh, you know, the radical lefts, including Chesa Budin's, uh, the idea of uh, justice reform, one emphasis is uh, so-called racial equity or justice equity. So how does Lina uh, see it. The far, far left. <laughs> I think that they have like this narrative and they have this like pie in the sky idea that, oh, if you, you know, everything should be equal, you know, like there's equality in your rights, but if you violate your rights, then it needs to be re-examined, right? So you can say, well, we're going to jail, San Francisco is 35% Asian Americans. So the jail population should be 35% Asian Americans. Well, that really makes no sense. If they don't commit crime, why would you jail them, right? So I think that some of these organizations who say that they're for equity and justice and all this kind of stuff really have to examine what they're saying. Like, you know, is it, is it just if you jail somebody who's Asian that didn't do a crime, but you need numbers? Is it a numbers game to you? Because you know, we're actually all human beings. We're not just a number. So that's really important. I think it was the same situation with going to the, to the schools, you know? Like in Lowell, like, oh, it's, for them it's a numbers game, but we're actually real human beings. And we need to be treated as human beings, not, not just as a number. If, if more Asian Americans make it to Lowell, then so be it, right? Why should the, our skin color be an issue, right? Same with, you know, the crimes. If the crimes are, you know, whoever commits the crimes needs to be held accountable. So, yeah, that's my take on it. And, uh, you know, in San Francisco, in California, it's a very uh, strong Democratic Party uh, hold. And a large portion of the Asian Americans uh, traditionally vote for Democratic Party. So I asked Lina, how does she vote as a lifetime Democratic Party member? Well, I personally do not vote against on party lines. Okay. And uh, some people will say, well, that's not good to do, uh, you know, whatever. But I feel that I have to really look at each human being as an individual. So if this person who's a Democrat doesn't have the same values that I do, I'm not going to vote for them. 
you know, if this person is independent or Republican or Green Party, whatever, if their values align with mine, then I'm more likely to vote for them than my own party. But, you know, everybody's different. There are some people who are really hardcore party line people. And, you know, that's how they, you know, that's how they make it out there. So, and that's not what I'm about. <laughs> And what does Lena think this successful recall sends a message to the radical Democratic Party? Yeah, we're saying we had enough. You know, just enough is enough. You know, when, when, when we get beat and mugged on a regular basis, our cars broken into on a regular basis, our homes being invaded we're at gunpoint, you know, taking our stuff, it's just too much. You, you see all the videos that are going, and I'm not sure if it's because more people putting on cameras, which I am glad because, you know what, if you're going to be out there committing crime, then you'll be filmed and, and there will be evidence against you. So, you know, we're letting people know we're not going to put up with it. And, you know, especially as an Asian American, we are the targets. I feel we have been targeted for a long time, not just even way before the beginning of the pandemic, ever since we set foot in this land. You know, we have been, we have been discriminated against and attacked and you know it just we need to be better human beings to each other and obviously this uh, recall caught uh, national attention as one of the most liberal cities rejected one of the most radical district attorney so what does lena think uh, this is sending a message to the whole nation yeah it definitely is um i think that you know, in the major cities where there are a lot of riots and a lot of car break-ins and crime, um, you know, it's really blown up. The whole world sees it now. It's not, you know, you can't hide it anymore. You know, before they used one person as a cause, you know, to do something as reactionary. But no, it's been ongoing for a couple of years now. And we're just fed up with it. What people believe in is a very, very liberal city, a very progressive DA is rejected by the voters. Yeah, he certainly is. And he did say that he's going to run again. So that means we can't rest on our laurels. That means we have to keep working, keep educating people, keep letting people know, you know, what he's about, what his family's about, and why it's important that we never let him go back into office or his kind, because they are not for the people. When you really care about human beings, you don't look at the numbers. You really have to care about the human beings as they are. In the Chesa Boudin's uh, campaign saying, trying to, you know, frame this recall as a Republican-led con, and Lina said, obviously, it's not, because the first recall was initiated by the Republicans, but it failed, and uh, the second one was uh, led by the Democratic Party in San Francisco, and she said, uh, because of uh, the Republican Party registration in San Francisco is only 6.8%. It is not easy for them to do anything politically in San Francisco, but for the Democratic Party, it's very easy uh, to get this, gather the signatures and get the measure passed to recall. So I asked her, what does the successful recall say about the status or the political stance of the San Francisco San Francisco Democratic Party members? Yeah, I think most of us are more uh, centrist or moderate. Um, you know, some of us are very progressive. You know, some of the people who, who supported the recall are very progressive people. Um, but they don't believe in what Chesapeake Dean 
is doing. What he's doing is not really progressive, it's regressive. It's not helping anybody. So the mark of a society is how well, you know, you help people, right? For example, elderly, when they grow old, a uh, mark of our society, of how good we are, is how do we take care of them, right? And same with babies, you know, they're helpless. So how well do we take care of our children is, tells a lot about us as human beings. And finally, what would uh, Lina uh, say to our audience? I'm just really proud of people who are waking up. I'm extremely proud of the Asian community who came out to vote. I'm extremely proud of the Asian community who came out to volunteer because I would say 90% of the volunteers that came out to volunteer this time who are Asian American are first-time volunteers. They have never volunteered for anything else politically, but this means a lot. This means a lot to the community, and we showed up. All right, so that's Lina Loy. She is a business, small business owner, and she also founded this volunteer group. It is called United Peace Collaborative, she mentioned in the beginning of this interview. She, you know, it's a totally volunteer group. They patrol in Chinatown. Once she, you know, heard about uh, what's happening in Chinatown, you know, the robberies, the lootings, so that's what she started. And it's actually, she said, it's growing. The efforts of this uh, volunteer patrol is growing uh, out of San Francisco Chinatown. So what do you think, you know, what does this mean, right? You know, things happen in California, happens in San Francisco, means something. And, uh, you know, how much does it mean? Yeah, I think my uh, comment is uh, a twofold. Okay, mm -hmm. one is uh, basically she's, she's judging things, judging what this building, you know, did based upon her common sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it seems to, uh, there are a lot of common sense people still, on, you know, in San Francisco. And this is the main force that pulled down um, Chester Putin. As a matter of fact, in February, okay, the San Francisco Democratic Party Central Committee held a vote on the recall, and 20 of them, 20 of them are <coughs> supports uh, Putin, and only two against him. And those two people seems to they want to run against him to get his job. Mm -hmm. So then there is uh, this uh, city council, uh, supervisor, um, you know, group where there's 11 supervisors from different, you know, representing different part of the city, right? Right. So they also held a vote on the recall matter, and then nine are against the recall, only two are for. Right, and also the mayor of San Francisco is for the recall. Mm -hmm. So that's the, he's on the other side. I'm talking about the supervisor against the recall. Right, I know. It's a supervisor, 11 of them. Then, right. you know, the city government also includes the mayor. Mm -hmm. The mayor is uh, a... Uh, for the recall. For the recall, yeah. yeah. So there's some, you know, there's some, some indeed, disagreement within the party. And, um, yeah, my, my second comment is this, okay. I, I feel that, because um, I, I study this uh, progressive uh, prosecutor movement, okay, which is uh, behind a lot of uh, such uh, prosecutors like the, you know, the, the Gascon in the oh, Los yeah. Angeles, right? George Gascon is the predecessor of, uh, of Chesa Budin. Right. right? And uh, he... Uh, moved to San Francisco, uh, to Los Angeles 
to beat the more conservative incumbent in Los Angeles County, and Chesa Budin took his place in San Francisco. That's what happened. But now, with Chesa Budin recalled, Gascon, George Gascon in Los Angeles County is also being recalled. And just a few days ago, the petition to recall him, you know, they reached the threshold. Oh, they did? Yes. I thought they were pretty far apart a few days ago. Oh, they, they reached the threshold, but have not been certified yet, I think. All right, okay. Anyway, so same thing in, in the, like Philadelphia, the, the, the district attorney, Larry Kressner, uh, okay, and St. Louis, Kim Gardner, and also the Cook County of the Michigan, Kim Fox, okay, and then so on and so forth. And there's this uh, George Gascon, and um, and uh, the Virginia. There's there's just a number of them, okay, a number of them, um, such uh, progressive uh, pros uh, prosecutors. And then behind them is this, uh, you know, support from this, you know, the the, the from the ultra left money. And then they do have agenda. The agenda is called socialist communist. And I think for the people of San Francisco, okay, if they, I, I don't, I don't think that they realize the, <clears throat> the idea, okay, the, 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 how the banner, how to say, carried by the Chesa building is, you know, is problematic. Not just the result is bad, the idea is bad too. But if they don't recognize that, I think it's 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 hard to really stop it. Yeah, but I think people like Alina, do realize that. Right, yeah, right. for her, yes. But yeah. I, I just want to know that across the like, a Democratic Party and across the city, mm -hmm. you know, for the voters, how much they, are, they realize that. I think they more or less, okay, they cast the vote to recall um, Chesa Putin because the safety, you know, the bad safety that they feel around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th this, uh, um, you know, public safety and uh, how to treat the crime really plays a lot of... Uh, played a lot of role in this uh, primary. And uh, if, for example, another example is in Los Angeles uh, last night, uh, Rick, uh, Cru um, Rick Corso, he won a popular vote mm -hmm. uh, with a tough on crime platform mm -hmm. in the mayoral election mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And uh, back in like uh, just, uh, you know, a few, la in the last election is uh, the, mm, the mayoral, also the mayoral election in New York. Mm -hmm. Although the Democ Democratic Party candidate won the post, mm -hmm. but uh, the opponent, who is a Republican, I believe, conservative, he actually won a lot of votes, mm -hmm. also on the you know, mm -hmm. platform of a tough on crime. Mm -hmm. So I think public safety is really on the mind, top of the mind of everyone, not just, you know, it's really it's, it's nonpartisan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, and, uh, the, and another piece of news from yesterday's, um, how to say, the seven-state primary, right? It's, uh, well, you know, 16 people endorsed by Trump, they all won. Mm -hmm. so, so that adds to his list. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, he got a home run, so he, he's, he, he was pretty happy, you know, tw not tweeting, okay, truthing, okay. truthing on the Truth Social. Uh, the platform is uh, getting better and better. I, you know, I have Twitter, I also have that. So I've been just uh, testing them and see how things go. And um, yeah, it's, it's been improving. Um, and uh, you know, we don't have time to talk about the drama of the Twitter purchase, right? It's okay. a big deal. But uh, a quick update. Um, uh, the, the Elon Musk that issued this uh, you know, attorney letter, right? Wrote this attorney letter to the Twitter saying that you are withholding the data. 
And uh, the most recent news, uh, they, they provided the data. Mm -hmm. So Elon Musk will do that again and find out and, um, you know, how, how, what's the percentage of the fake account. And based upon that, he would propose, he would readjust the purchase price. Yeah, so people are arguing you know, whether he really wanted to dump the deal or try to get a better deal. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? I think the latter. Mm -hmm. he, he loved the tool too much. That's what I said from the beginning. Okay, mm -hmm. I actually had it for most other media. I, 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 you know, I just um, I sensed his intention even before he issued this his buy signal, I mean purchase signal. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, because he loved it too much, he liked it too much. I think if he's able to, he will buy it. Yeah, so though, he's just just playing some. Uh, you know. He doesn't like to pay, you know, you know, $44 billion. That's a lot of money. Right. If he can lower that to like a 34, he could, he could pay for it. Yeah, and why he wants to pay for, uh, you know, so if there are indeed so many fake accounts. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's, worth that much. It's justified to, to pay a lower amount, and which would be agreed by the Twitter. And uh, yeah, Twitter has to, you know, they have to, how to say, entertain him, because otherwise Twitter will be hurt back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hugely, you know. Hurt. Okay. Yeah, let's just see a few. Yeah, see a few. how you think yeah, about. Yeah, Tingting said, "I'm glad the people are realizing what the social, social communists are trying to do." Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and obviously, you know, especially people like Lena, it's very clear-minded about uh, the socialism, communism, or Marxism agenda, mm -hmm. and uh, they are not putting up with it, right? Yeah. So and Kitty Hawk, you said another terrific uh, interview by Kathy. Oh, mm. thank you. And um, yeah, so. And Judy said, I also agree. Equity does not always make sense. Mm. Mm. Daniel said, I feel this person is going to be disappointed with the new per new person. Wow, that's well, well, that's indeed something that we we'll have to watch out for, right? The, right. The, the, the new person will be appointed by the mayor, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so once the city count, uh, the super board of supervisor certified the result, and then ten days later, Chester Budin will you know will will be gone, mm -hmm. and the in the meanwhile the mayor has to appoint a new person. So yeah, let's see what kind of um, person he or she will be appointing, and uh, what kind of policy the person will be implementing. But uh, you know, I think with this. Uh, uh, with the message that this recall is sending, you know, whether this new person or the uh, later on the candidates try to get this post, probably would uh, think uh, for a second, right? Mm -hmm. About, yeah. you know, those type of uh, reforms. Voter has spoken out. All right. All right. I think that will be it for today, uh, tonight. And thank you for being with us, as always. And uh, we just wish you have a great rest of the night. Yeah, be safe. And take care. All right. All right. Good night. Okay. Bye. Bye. Is a ballot cast in an envelope better than cast in person? What happens once a ballot is mailed back or dropped in the drop box? The core of our election system is to have ballots correctly reflect the wishes of the voter. Only then can we ensure consent of the governed. Learn how ballots are counted and why it is critically important to cast your ballot in person at a vote center. Search Happy Goose on Rumble and watch illustrative videos. Your vote is important. Make sure it counts.